Good morning to our Global Origin Gate family. There are only a few days left to register for Flight School. Flight School is a platform that you can sign up to to be mentored by 15 amazing speakers that you currently enjoy listening to every day on Wisdom's Echo. Your commitment would be two hours every week for 60 weeks, and you'll spend four weeks with one mentor before rotating to the next one until you've gone through all 15 speakers. You'll be part of a small class consisting of approximately 40 people, which promotes close community as well as personal interaction with your mentor, as your classes are done via Zoom. If you aren't able to attend a class, you won't miss out, because all of the material is recorded, allowing you to watch at your convenience. This is a great investment into your spiritual growth and maturity. Registrations close at the end of June 2022, and your classes start the first week of July. To register and for more information on what each class offers, the dates of your Zoom calls and costs, visit www.thenesttribe.com. See you there. Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. My name is Robbie Venter, sharing a thought of the day. Guys, really good to be back here with you, and um, I'm sharing some thoughts that are really pretty fresh, um, so so don't expect anything too professional from me today, but I'm just kind of sharing um, some ideas, some concepts, some thoughts that I've just had over the last couple of days that, um, yeah, that I just want to share with you. So the scripture that I want to talk around today is one that was quoted by David in Psalm 27, and it says, Though my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will take care of me. And thinking about that, the role of a father, specifically focusing on the role of a father, a father's role is to nurture, is to protect, is to encourage, is to correct, is really to be committed to his child's well-being, right? Can we agree on that fact that a father's role primarily is the well-being of the child? And so Yahweh has placed within fathers an ability to nurture, to protect. And that power, when it's reversed and it has worked against the child, in other words, when a father does not fulfill his role to nurture and protect and to encourage child but rather uses that strength and that force that he's been given to work against his child then that can have some really dire consequences and I see this in a lot of the people that I coach and work with often the struggles the um, challenges the way that people are stuck in life links back to a wound of the father right and so specifically looking at this in David's life We see firstly that when Samuel goes to anoint the king, David's father brings out all his sons except for David. And so basically, David was pretty much disowned, right? He was overlooked. Um, He wasn't recognized. He wasn't given the same opportunity as his brothers. And so straight away, we see, you know, this is where his statement comes from. Though my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will take, take care of me. So anyway... The thing that I never thought through so much in David's life was was this, that David was really looking up to Saul as a father figure. When 
when David and Saul initially um, came together, they had a great relationship. Saul went out of his way to welcome David into his service, promoted him, worked uh, you know, beside him, gave David a level of access to his life that not many people would have had. And so in the same way that it's a father's role to protect and nurture and to encourage his son, it's the role of a king also to protect and nurture and to encourage. And so David found himself in, in this place where the anointing on his life was bringing him great success, was bringing him success on the battlefield. People loved him. He, you know, he started becoming famous. People figured out who he was. And although the relationship with Saul started off well, it took a really bad turn, right? And so again, in the context of wounds of a father. So in scripture, it says that Saul was afraid of David, right? And so David triggered these feelings within Saul, feelings of jealousy, feelings of insecurity, feelings of lack. And so Saul took the position that he had to nurture and to protect and to develop and to encourage, and he actually turned his strength against David, right? It says that Saul tried to kill him. And so sometimes we find ourselves, you know, he threw the spear at David and David escaped. So so Saul literally tried to end the life of someone who was in his service, had done him no wrong, right? Looked up to him as a father and loved him, right? And so what's the relevance of that to us? We find ourselves in a place, right? Oftentimes we do. We find ourselves in a place where those in our lives whose encouragement we're looking for, whose protection we're looking for, who have been placed in our lives to nurture us. It might be a father of the faith or it might be your real father. It might be someone that you've looked up to in the past and you find yourself confused by their behavior. Why have they, why have they turned against me? Why have they, you know, like our relationship started off well, but why has this person turned against me? Why are they using their strength against me? Right, And so the reason I bring this up is because many people who I talk to have been through this type of scenario and there's few betrayals that are as painful as the betrayal of a father, right? Again, whether that's our natural father or whether that's someone who's a father or mother in the faith, someone whose guidance we look for, someone who's protection we look for, someone who really we should have been able to rely on, someone who we should have felt safe around takes their strength and turns it against us, right? And so one of the things that I want you to see is that there was no sound reasoning to Saul's behavior because in the scriptures it says that that um, Jonathan tried to say to his father, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? He tried to understand. He tried to reason with him to say, look, David's done you no harm. What are you, what are you doing? And so I'm paraphrasing, of course, in my own language, but there was no reasoning. Saul's heart was intent on killing David. And so David, it says um, that, that God was with him and David was 
anointed. And so sometimes when we engage with the kingdom, when we turn our hearts towards the Father and He anoints us and He gives us a calling, He gives us a mandate, He gives us a position, He gives us a role, He anoints us, He gives us wisdom, right? You would think that that would be celebrated by those who have been set over us. And it's amazing when it is, but when it's not, we've got to make sure that that doesn't trip us up. And so this is where David said, though my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will take care of me. And so he faced a double betrayal. His natural father betrayed him. And the, the guy who he looked to as a father betrayed him. And so this is where instead of David giving in to self-pity or um, you know, feeling sorry for himself, this, is what he, this was his statement. Even though my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will take, take care of me. And so he turned into Yahweh. And that's why those, those situations and circumstances he found himself in drove him even deeper into drawing upon the nature of Yahweh as a father, right? And so I've met many people who have, actually not many, I've met some people who have given their life to a certain church for 20 years or to a certain person for a long time, served faithfully, um, you know, dedicated their life to serve Yahweh alongside people and then found themselves in a position that those who were the father figures of that church or of that house or of that ministry that they were a part of then turned their strength against them, right? For me, there's nothing sadder than to see an insecure father or a jealous father try and block a son or turn that turn their strength against a son. Right, so we would be naive to think that this doesn't happen. It happens. And nowadays, it's a lot less subtle than a spear being thrown at our heads. Right? And so, it can be in the sense of feelings. And what this shouldn't be confused by is that a father who loves does confront, does challenge, does correct, does bring alignment, does tell us when we're off course. I'm not talking about that. Right? Because... A father should discipline a son. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a situation where those who we've looked up to as fathers do not want us to succeed or do not want us to prosper or turn their strength against us, try and squash us, try and limit us, try and control us, try and keep us subdued, right? When they've got an anointing from God to nurture and protect and grow and develop us, Instead, they do the opposite. And so to me, that's a really grave sin when that happens, right? So Saul felt threatened. That was the driver of his behavior. He felt threatened. He felt jealous. He felt like, you know, it says that they sung songs saying, Saul has killed thousands, but David ten thousands. And if Saul had the true heart of a father... Saul would have celebrated David's success. And so for me, one of the things that I say to people and I say to myself and I hold myself to is that as someone who's got the privilege of discipling others and, and 
wanting to see other people succeed, the the further other people go beyond me, that means that I have succeeded in my role as a father. So if someone I'm coaching in wealth becomes wealthier than me, I feel really stoked because that means I've done my job as a father. It means that I can celebrate their success. It's not about me competing with other people. Um, And so Saul became competitive in his thinking. He became competitive in his nature. He wanted to be the top dog, right? And, And so we don't realize sometimes how we can trigger the very corrupt and human nature in others who have been very anointed and have been very instrumental in our growth but then sometimes can flip and so you see this again with Saul at certain times in the beginning he treated David very well but then down the track he wanted to kill him so what do we do when we find ourselves in a situation like this right and I'm saying this to you because I know you have an anointing I know that you have a calling and when you step into that and when you begin to function in it it will begin to trigger other people and how challenging and how sad if one of those people that um, begin to oppose you is someone that you've looked to as a father. How sad when that happens. Nevertheless, if it does, this is what to do and what not to do. So no matter what Saul did, David did not retaliate, right? He refused to turn his strength against Saul. Right? He honored the position. He honored who he was. Right? He maintained a pure heart towards him. He didn't let Saul's behavior or Saul's attitude towards him determine his attitude towards Saul. Right? Let that sink in for a sec. David didn't allow Saul's negative and resistant attitude towards him to infect or determine his attitude towards Saul. Okay? The second thing, which is what I've mentioned, is he didn't allow himself to feel sorry for himself. He turned towards Yahweh, Father, I draw upon you. Yahweh, I draw upon your nature as my Father. The Lord will protect me. The Lord will take care of me. Right? He, he let the negative circumstances he found himself in with disregard turn towards an aspect of Yahweh's nature that he could draw upon that would supersede what he could have ever gotten from his own father or from Saul, right? And so many, many people are still downtrodden in life by the wounds of betrayal of a father, of a mother. It's not gender related, right? It's someone who was in a position of authority that should have backed us, but instead they opposed us, right? And so he didn't go into self-pity he didn't go into criticism he honored he honored and so there's there's very few things that are as painful as a wound that comes from a father but David didn't allow himself to go into bitterness he didn't allow it to to limit or restrict him or to offend him he didn't go into offense right and so he stood in a position of strength and it caused him to actively engage with an aspect of Yahweh's nature. And so if you've been in a position where someone who should have backed you resisted you, where someone who should have nurtured you opposed you, forgive, right? Forgive them, release them from that obligation and that responsibility. And then turn your heart towards Yahweh and say, 
Father, I know that even though those who were supposed to take care of me forsook me, you will take care of me. I am not abandoned by you. He will never leave us or forsake us. Alright, so guys, hopefully that um, is helpful to someone out there and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thanks for listening and we'll talk again next time. Cheers.